0: The best thing for the feminine partner to do is literally just express and reveal how it feels. Hmm. So like if I'm like, hey, do you want to go get sushi tonight? And you're just like, (laughs) like, because that's the sensation in your body. (laughs) That's actually more useful for me.
1: To another episode of Dear Men, Fan Favorite with Jason Lang. Jason, you can't believe the amount of fan mail that I get about you. People love you. What? what?
0: Good to be back, everybody. <laughs> we're a good team.
1: Good team. Um, so today we're talking about polarity. And I've done a few episodes about this subject before, but I think the importance of it kind of warrants more of an exploration. And I, I, I today sort of wanted to hear from you in terms of your personal journey around polarity. I know you study with John Weinland, and you've worked also around David Data's stuff, who sort of originated the concept in many ways. Although, you know, I feel like in terms of its ancient origins, it goes back much further than just these people that have been putting out books and things in the last few years. Um, But the point is, I I think you're one of those people who's sort of had relationships before you were familiar with the concept and now you've learned about it and now you're having a relationship knowing about it. So I'd love to hear about your journey in terms of all of that and how it affects your actual relationship and how it maybe helps you navigate it.
0: Yeah, well, um, for those that know my story, I was a pretty late bloomer. So the interesting thing is I actually knew about polarity before I had ever been in a relationship, because in my uh, early to mid-twenties, you know, I was obsessively reading different things and uh, approaching self-help from a philosophical mind-based place of reading Reading more will fix me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was the strategy of the time. So I read David Data's work pretty early on um, certainly by my mid twenties, I had read his concepts and they made sense to me and really resonated with me. However, I didn't actually, wasn't actually dating at the time and had no way to embody it or put it into mm. practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, my late twenties that uh, mid to late twenties that I, I really started dating. And, um, even knowing all that, I w- wasn't really able to practice it so much at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't quite have that in my body yet. So it wasn't until uh, my thirties that it, it really became something more. And it didn't, it actually didn't really even become something super strong until I got married mm-hmm. when it was like, okay, now I need to actually use these skills. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I began my training with John who had studied under David. And this is a big part of this lineage, but this work goes back, like you said, so deep and in so many um, different lineages and trajectories and across the world. And there's different terms for it. You know, you can label this stuff. Some people don't like the labels masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, You can call it yin and yang. You can call it consciousness and light. I mean, there's tons of different ways to talk about polarity in Mm -hmm. a sense, which is just really how do these two kind of primal creative energies in the world interact Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and, um, specifically how do they interact in relationships? Yeah.
1: And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But the, the sort of yin yang like idea is that polarity at its essence is about, um, the two sort of different forces in the universe, which is darkness and light. I mean, at its most basic yin yang and the kind of like, magnets, right? Like every, like we were familiar with that positive and negative pull of magnets. And we know that positive and negative magnets are at- attracted. They pull together and that two positive magnets will repel. And, um, like you said, there's a lot of different ways to put the labels on. Um, I think probably for simplicity's sake, we'll just use masculine and feminine today. I also just want to throw out, um, Justin, Patrick Pearson, London, Angel Winters are two teachers I really like, and they use alpha and omega, alpha maps to masculine and omega maps to feminine. Um, I think, yeah, for simplicity, we'll use that. But part of the reason they use those words is because there's so much extra cultural baggage that comes along with the words masculine and feminine, which I understand. Um, But for simplicity's sake, we'll just use those today. And like quick and dirty, how would you sort of define the two energies of masculine and feminine in terms of this? Like in terms of polarity,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the the ones I really like are are you know consciousness and light, or so
1: consciousness would map to masculine, yeah. and light would match to feminine, okay, to
0: feminine or, um, you know, consciousness and love. You could say to consciousness and energy is another way to put it. But the idea of like masculine energy at its at its core is the energy of simplifying and reduction, mm. like. Focus. Yeah, bringing things to completion, simplifying things, taking many choices and honing them down into less. Mm -hmm. Like literally focusing in on one point. So taking all that's possible and focusing it in. And even in like the deeper sense, um, you know, we talk about masculine energy as being structure. So the actual structure. So like um, the instruction manual, so to speak, Mm -hmm. for the universe and how information is organized would be, would be masculine. Like, okay, there's unlimited energy in form, but how do you organize it into something specific? Mm -hmm. That's masculine Mm -hmm. in in a lot, a lot of ways. Um, and form itself isn't actually, uh, content necessarily, Mm -hmm. right? That's the kind of weird thing, like how masculine and consciousness, Kind of maps onto emptiness. So mm. the masculine, the primary drive for the masculine is the feeling of freedom, which is freedom of constraint. Mm-hmm. Is emptiness really like there are no options anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, the feminine, on the other hand, um, or light, or love, or energy, as you might want to call it, is everything that changes. It's it's quite literally. Um, Everything that doesn't last forever Mm. is is the feminine.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, for example, one of the metaphors that's frequently used is the masculine is the banks of the river and the feminine is the river. So each needs the other. If there were no banks, the water would go everywhere and it would be, I don't know, a delta or it it would be something else, but it wouldn't be a river. And the banks of a river with no water in it would be a riverbed. It wouldn't be a river. Yeah. So they work together to create the masculine holds the form and the feminine fills in the energy.
0: Exactly. Great. And, and you know, the primary feminine drive in some sense is the, literally the flow of love Mm. is actually feeling the flow and current of love in the universe through this specific body in this specific moment. Mm. And it's very painful when that's cut off Mm. or not available. Mm. Um, and that, you know, the, the feminine also, I love the term light, because, you know, you can even see these archetypes in uh, Western cultures, uh, the outfits for marriage, mm. where the woman wears white, literally light, mm. shining, mm-hmm. and the man wears black, which is a representation of emptiness, mm. right? When in the lack of light, yeah. it, there's black, yeah. there's darkness. Um, and And so... Learning about these two types of energies is where this stuff becomes super practical for, like, what does this actually mean in relationships? Yes. Um, And specifically, like, this stuff is great to know. And we work with guys around this in terms of how to put this into play right away, even if you're just dating. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to that. Um, But I actually think this is a even more... Important and powerful skill set for long term relationship for those that are interested in that. Where, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked about this before. When you first meet someone, like our neurobiology, our chemistry is set up for it's easily easy to get excited by each other. Mm-hmm. Like you literally are being flooded with hormones, and um, you know, one way I like to talk about polarity too is practicing the art of difference hmm. as simple as that sounds in in terms of those negative and positive poles of uh, of the magnet and that um you know when you first meet someone there's the majority of your interactions involve difference. Mm-hmm. It's someone you've never met before. It's someone you've never seen naked before. Mm-hmm. It's someone you don't know their life story necessarily. There's like lots of difference. And
1: you're also tending to go out on dates. So you might be going to different places, doing different things. Yep. A lot of the times he's the one asking her to hang out or go do something. So he's providing structure. Whereas once you're in the relationship, it's like, what should we do for dinner? Yes. Instead of, exactly, I want to take you here on Friday. Are you free?
0: Totally. Which, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so the, the point of all this just being is there's usually a point a, a year, year and a half in where the hormones wear off. And the, it oftentimes to correlate with getting more serious in relationship. We're spending more time together. We know each other more. Sometimes we've moved in with each other, um, which starts to totally change how we experience each other. Um, And it's at that point, I actually think like I considered an inverse point where before you had a ton of difference and you're actually practicing building sameness. So you're actually practicing resonance Mm. and building attachment with Mm. each other and creating security and safety and structures. But then there's always a point where that's so anchored and then you're spending so much time with each other. You have more sameness than you do difference. And that's where, you know, the stereotype in our culture is a couple that's been together and is kind of living in a sexless marriage. And they're basically just kind of best friends
1: mm-hmm. or roommates
0: or roommates. a lot of my clients yeah. are like,
1: we're just roommates.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of just sharing space yep. with each other. And that's actually OK, but that makes the passionate romantic part of the partnership more challenging. Um, and so polarity is the practice the art of practicing difference for the sake of creating uh, chemistry and sexual energy in a long-term relationship. And and, it would be one way to put it. And yeah.
1: And I feel like this is important because I think where we're going in terms of the evolution of human relationships is learning to be skillful with these energies, learning how to do this well so that we don't have to live in a sexless marriage. We don't have to lose the attraction part, the sexual attraction part of a relationship, just because we're in a long-term relationship. Cause if, oh. if we're not familiar with something like polarity, we can't be skillful with it. There's no way to, there's no way to do it. It's just sort of like hit or miss. Like we never know like why that one interaction with our partner was hot. And then another one wasn't, we don't, we're not skillful with it. So
0: yeah. yeah. And it, it is actually more important than ever because one of the interesting things that, What you used to have collapsed is gender roles in um, these deeper energies were all merged and fused together into one thing. Mm. So men did this. Women did this. Um, That's all totally dissolving and collapsing. And we're actually totally opening up the spectrum in terms of gender fluidity, meaning we can move. Even, you know, I have a very strong feminine. A lot of women I know have a very strong masculine mm-hmm. and there's much more flex flowing and going back and forth and negotiating. And in this moment, I'm in this and mm-hmm. this moment, you're in that. And that's just where it becomes even in, in some sense, the more gender fluid we get, the more important polarity is, mm-hmm. whether you're a same sex couple, whether you're a different sex couple, but you're the man and you stay at home taking care of the kid and mm-hmm. your your partner's out working or vice versa there's so many more arrangements available yep. now yep. so what polarity is and learning this as a tool is how can i consciously move these energies through my body to serve the relationship to create moments of sexual chemistry and connection when we want to. Yes. Doesn't mean you do this all the time. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed a that out. Very
0: important thing. Yeah. What it is, is it's a very specific skill set for very specific moments, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, as uh, whether you're feminine or masculine, you learn to drop into that energy, which will then polarize, meaning it'll make it easier for your partner to drop into the opposite energy, mm-hmm. and it's just more fun, mm-hmm. and it's more engaging, and the sex is better, and oftentimes the connectivity and nourishment we can receive um, is better mm. or, or, or more valuable because that's you know, another thing I've learned is that um, this becomes one of the deepest ways – where you can learn how to actually love your partner. Mm. What is it actually, what does my partner actually need? Mm. Because the thing about polarity is right. I'm a pretty masculine dude and I don't always feel like leading Mm -hmm. because I lead a lot in life. uh, And sometimes my relationship suffers for that. But one of the things I've had to be conscious of, of like, wow, actually this is how I can love my partner though. Mm -hmm. It literally nourishes her when I step into my masculine and she's able to just melt into her feminine. So it's, which in my mind is actually, Oh, that's me loving her. She can yeah. do all the manly stuff. She can take the lead. She can plan dates. She can do all those things. She's totally capable of that. And sometimes she does do that. Um, but in, in general what I've learned and why this stuff is important is okay, how do I actually love my partner and mm-hmm. nourish her soul, her energy body in a way that deeply moves her, which, we are traditional in that sense where I tend to be at more at home in my masculine and she tends to be more at home in her feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, our day to day, to day isn't necessarily that we're hanging out. We are kind of roommates. We live with each other. We do some business together, Yeah. but in like, Oh, tonight's a date night or, you know, we're going away. Like it's very important. Or if she's had a really stressful day where it's like, okay, I'm going to take the lead on mm-hmm. this to help you relax. And so, you know, how we talk about like, so what does this actually look like in relationship is um, there's this term that I got from John may even come from David. I'm not sure um, how where it roots back to, but it's that, you know, it's, it's just this phrase I love that the masculine is the master of time and space. So whoever is orienting in keeping awareness on time In space is holding Mm. the masculine pole, Mm -hmm. is holding the energetic structure, right? The container for the moment. What are we doing? What's the context of it? What's going on in the environment? Mm. All those different things. Um, Whereas the feminine is responsible for bringing the energy Mm. to the interaction, like actually bringing vitality and energy to it and I mean, guys, most guys get this on a pretty visceral level in the way that, right? We can be stressed out. Oh my God, I have so much shit to do. I'm walking through my day. Ah, Holy shit, a hot woman. Mm -hmm. And there's like a deep breath and there's literally more vitality in our body. Just experiencing feminine energy. There's like a, wow, I'm more here now. Like Mm -hmm. more, more wakefulness. Mm -hmm. The feminine brings energy Mm -hmm. in the moment in, in a way that deeply nourishes Uh, a lot of men and so you know another way to kind of put this is masculine energy tends to be more directive and feminine energy tends to be more expressive Mm. so just expressing the feeling of what's going on for me in the moment Mm -hmm. which can be emotionally can be physically can be sexually can be a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. uh Whereas you know the masculine is more moving things towards something mm. right like mm-hmm. directing like hey come over here mm. that yeah you know uh, they, they call that the art of sacred command yeah of like really being in your masculine energy of um, you know the the thing about um, feminine energy like so masculine energy like we said likes to reduce and is about focus mm-hmm. feminine energy tends to be more diffuse. Mm. Which means actually feminine energy is often like, in some sense, merged with so many things happening in the moment, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's just, and that can get taxing on a feminine nervous system. Um, So sometimes direction can be very, feel very good of actually come over here and sit down. Yeah. Go take a bath. Yeah. And it's like, ah. It's like the the containment mm-hmm. of the structure actually relaxes your nervous system when you're in, femi- you're in when you're in your feminine, whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah, um, and so bringing that structure to interactions, to the moment, to your relationship, at least from the masculine side, is part of the gift.
1: Have you have you like learned to do this more in your relationship? Sacred Command. Like, have you like? I'm interested in your particular journey in terms of skills that you come to or that you practice more now because of your awareness of polarity? Like what's an example of what something you do more now than you used to, because you know that it works or it helps or it builds polarity.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still learning this like everyone else in terms of uh, as good as I am, there's always more I can Mm -hmm. apply, but yeah, sometimes it's as simple as, you know, seeing my partner is stressed out and saying, go take a nap. Yeah. Like, like, Yeah. Go take a nap. Yeah. And you're going to take a nap right now or I'm going to get us food. Or, um, sometimes it's as simple as just, I bought us tickets to this, this weekend and we're going, Yeah, right? Like we're going to a show or we're going to a fun event, like just make the plans Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of in a sense. I mean, we live together at this point. I know what she's into, what she's not. Yeah, And, um, it's stepping forward more in that kind of way Mm. or, um. Yeah. Just being more directive in that sense. Even stuff as simple as like, come sit down next to me. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I want to highlight this, the thing about like buying tickets or something. It's like the difference between, Hey, what do you want to do this weekend? It's the difference between that, which is not directive. And I got us tickets to this cool show on Saturday. It's an art fest. I think it's going to be fun. Or I got us tickets to an event on Saturday. It's going to be really cool. I'm not telling you what it is. Yeah. That's directive. Totally. Versus not. Yep. So it doesn't have to be a big deal, but you need to know as a, as a man that that will build polarity more so than, Hey, what do you want to do this weekend? What should we do for dinner? Where do you want to go? What should we do for the holidays? Like directiveness is, this is what I think we should do for the holidays. How does that feel for you? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reducing the number of options and, but doing it in the sense of this is a gift for my partner. I am taking map of all the possibilities that we could do and knowing her and knowing our relationship and knowing where we're at in our life. I'm making choices to reduce those maybe down to one, but even just down to one or the other. Hey, I'm thinking we could either do this Friday night or this Friday night. Yes. Which one feels good to you? Yes. Right. Like, and oh, that one feels good. And then it doesn't have to be this back and forth and da, 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 um, which actually, you know, when you're like, what do you want to do um, for many, many feminine partners and women who more and more are like, Crushing it in their masculine out in the world, they're running their own businesses. They're juggling. They're leading. They're doing all these things. Like the idea of coming home and then having to make another plan is like fuck you, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> ah, just choose something. That's
1: so funny. Yeah, I, I hear this actually a lot from from women. Is like I wish that my man would just do more stuff. Meaning, like just order for me like just you know make some decisions and I feel like I feel like a lot of men are scared to do that because they don't want to choose the wrong thing and then get attacked or get shamed so can you speak a little bit to like how have you navigated that fear of like shit what if I tell her to go take a nap and she's like fuck you I don't want to go to take a nap like what you know how do you overcome that fear
0: um you just have to dive in and actually your willingness to get it wrong is another way you show your commitment and love. Mm. Oh, that's not going to work. How about this? No. Oh, how about this? No. Yeah. How about this? No. How about this? Yes. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, right. If I, if I immediately collapse as soon as I've pointed to something that doesn't make either partner feel good. Yeah. Um, so there's a certain amount of just sticking with it yeah. and trying and being willing to mess up. That's how you learn. Yeah. And Um, You know, that's where that's where actually women can help, though, or the feminine partner can help in that. um, What you don't want to do is come back with like, you should have done this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then like you kind of or we should do this instead. And then you're like out planning each other. Mm -hmm. So so the way, you know, my teacher, John, um, talks about this is. The, the best thing for the feminine partner to do is literally just express and reveal how it feels. Mm. So like if I'm like, hey, do you want to go get sushi tonight? And you're just like, <laughs> like, because that's the f- sensation in your body. <laughs> that's actually more useful for me than, no, I don't want to get sushi tonight. How about we do this instead? Mm. Um like it, it actually generates more energy in the relationship mm. where I'm like, okay, not that. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's, how about this? Uh-huh. And then maybe you make another noise or, or something like that, where it doesn't necessarily feel like an attack. It's just clearly kind of what's coming through mm. again. So that's like the expressiveness, expressiveness piece. And, um, you know, there's a, particularly with us sensitive men, um, telling us what to do, Almost never works, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, and I I get this one a lot with guys I work with mm-hmm. or in men's groups of um, the 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 like battle about masculinity each other mm-hmm. in the sense of well, you should do the like because the truth is a lot of women have done a lot of more development than most guys. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's just the truth, mm-hmm. and so. And women tend to be a little more clued into their intuition and kind of knowing men can get there, but it, you know, it takes a little cultivation Mm -hmm. point being sometimes, you know, women can see, and and this is a thing, a shadow thing for some feminine partners is seeing the potential more than the reality Mm. of like, Oh, but I know you could be, do this baby. Like, Oh my God, you'd be so great in that. So So does
1: that mean like, like, what would be an example of that? Oh, you should apply to this job. Is that yeah. an example? Okay.
0: Yeah. Something something as simple as that in some sense of kind of making a plan and trying to coerce him into it. Mm. Um, point of all this being is that that actually becomes you stepping into your masculine pole. So then one of two things happens. Um, either he retreats and kind of collapses into his feminine or you kind of get into this or you fight. fight. Or you fight. Masculine to masculine yeah. fight. So again, the technique of just revealing it, like, like, oh my God, you know, I gotta say it just, it hurts so much when I'm around you and you don't know what you're doing with your life. Mm. Like it, it really hurts. It's hard to be around you. It's, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's just a different thing you're going to give your man. And he's either going to rise. He's probably more likely to rise to that. Mm. Um yeah, there's so much to go into here in terms no, of No, I like- mean that's
1: a really, really good point though, because I do think like there's like a misconception about what, you know, being quote unquote being in your masculine means. And I think there's a there's so much reverse polarity going on right now. And yep. when we say that, it means women that are in their masculine and men that are in their feminine. And for a woman that's in her masculine, it you know. The masculine response, like you said, to sushi would be like, well, we had sushi last Thursday, so I'm thinking that a better plan might be for us to go to the Italian place that we talked about last week. Like that is being in your masculine because you're thinking, you're planning, you're executing, you're 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 doing yeah. versus like, uh, I don't know, which is expressing it's feeling into your body like so feminine expression is. Doesn't look like masculine expression. And I think it's worth mentioning that feminine expression is many times denigrated in our culture. And that culturally speaking, we do live in a patriarchy. It does value masculine expression way more. So Absolutely. it feel it can feel really immature and childish to express in a feminine way. But this is something that I think is cutting edge in terms of relationships is what we're learning is like what you just said is like, I really, it really, it hurts to be around you when you don't know what you're doing with your life. Like I feel yeah, like anxiety in my stomach and it, it's painful yeah. and then not solving it. Right. Because the masculine version of that would be, I really feel like there's more you could be doing with your life. I clipped out these three, like look exactly. these things up on LinkedIn yeah. and that's what our culture teaches women to do. Like I yeah. feel like there's a way that we think that's the mature response rather than just sharing our expression in our heart and then allowing him to make choices based on that. Yeah. Instead of like I did this and this and this. Like this is how it's like we wrap it all up in this like thesis statement cuz that's what we were taught in school. Totally. And and polarity doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, you know, and 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 in the same way with reverse polarity, our culture doesn't teach men to say, come sit on my lap. Like you've done enough work, like come sit on my lap. Yeah. You're done now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're done with work for the day. Not as a way to control your partner, but exactly. to actually love your partner. Right.
1: Because what our culture teaches is. That's controlling. That's dominant. That's toxic masculine. That's all of these things. And it can be toxic or it can be an act of love. And that's the subtlety. That's what I feel like I wanted to get in this episode is the subtlety of polarity is it's not stereotypical. It's not either. It's not anything we've seen before. Essentially like mature masculine, feminine polarity in relationship is new. It's a new thing. It hasn't really been done. It's cutting edge and it's not going to look like what it's looked like before, like, I, I don't know very many women that have been raised, you know, in the West who would feel comfortable being like, eh, sushi, I don't know. Right. Cause they think they should, I don't know, say yeah. it in a different way. And yeah. So, um,
0: and, and, and many, many feminine oriented women that I know, right. Who that's kind of their center of being, um, have unfortunately also had enough experiences with men in particular, not being able to handle their energy and collapsing or freaking out or getting angry or violent, that they actually withhold it because it it hadn't been safe for them to express it. Um, And, you know, one way to put this, you know, for the feminine partner is to just fully, completely, fully, transparently reveal your heart in any given moment.
1: And then... Receive his response because if his response is toxic, that's a sign that it's not a healthy relationship,
0: right? Like, and I've seen this dynamic in my own relationship at times, definitely in couples I've known and some couples we've worked with around like the woman holding back her heart and how much it hurts that her partner is not fully with her even just like commitment being one example. So there's kind of like a, a, numbing in it and holding it down and just kind of accepting. And oftentimes the only thing that will wake up the masculine is the full force of that energy, mm. the full, just transparent. Like I am dying. I am dying. It, my heart is bleeding every day. Because I do not feel feel you here with me, mm. right like just it hurts and she's not telling him how to fix it. Yes right that's the thing. She's yeah. just this hurts so fucking bad. there's tears streaming down mm-hmm. her face. maybe she's screaming, maybe she's crying, you know, whatever it might be. and that's where I've seen men, men wake up drop into their masculine. Oh fuck you're right. Mm. but I've got you know. The, one of the, the great masculine phrases I've learned, which is just an expression of container, so to speak, and commitment is, I've got you. I've got this. Mm. Right? I've got this. You can, you, can, you can literally feel how those words can wrap in interaction. I've got this. Mm-hmm. I've got you. Um, and, you know, one of my favorites that I've played with when doing this work is like the real energetic of, I'm not going anywhere. Mm. Right? Because mm-hmm. a, 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 many men have tend to just bail. Yeah. Tend to just bail. Mm-hmm. And so that's why oftentimes some feminine partners don't want to reveal their heart. Because if I reveal my heart and he's not gonna be able to handle the energy, and he's gonna bail. Yeah. So the really clean clueing into that energy, and you know, it's 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 one thing to say it, but it's also something to stand in front of your partner and hold that energy in your body. I'm here with you. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, is one of the great kind of masculine energies you can, you can give.
1: I think this is a really good point because you know, in the program that we run for men, pillars of presence, we work a lot with men on developing their nervous systems and helping them ground and really, really helping them drop into their really like their hips, like their cock, like really standing rooted on the earth because it's not enough to just say it. Like, if you're going to say it, you got to mean it. Like, if yeah. you're going oh, to totally. say, I'm not going anywhere, you got to yeah. mean it. And she can real. feel if you're in your yeah. fucking power when you say it. Or, yep. or I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Really? Really? Are you not going totally. anywhere? Because I feel like you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: really believe you. And that's not something you can fake. And that's why, you know, men's work and things like that is so critical because... Like I'm imagining you after the work that you've done, like you at 26 versus you at 36 and all of the work that you did to be able to stand up and in your power, like you couldn't have done that necessarily before all that work. Right. No,
0: Totally. So there was a development in terms of me even having the capacity to be with as powerful a partner as I have Mm -hmm. right now, who is deeply feminine and, and has a strong masculine. So sometimes it is, I do have to out masculine her Mm -hmm. in, in moments. Um, And, you know, to, to try to bring in a, just a couple more practical things that we talk about with, with men, you know, another way to think about the uh, consciousness and light, masculine and feminine, whatever you might want is right. is stillness mm. and motion. Mm. Um, stillness
1: as the masculine and motion, motion would be the feminine, is the feminine The movement. Yeah. Again, everything
0: mm-hmm. that changes, um, you know, and the, the cliche version of this, but that is very real that we see that we've talked about it a couple times, you know, another way to think of this is the the one who sees and the one who likes to be seen mm. tends to be a map onto masculine and feminine. Like yep. the masculine likes to to look. Mm-hmm. Like literally we like to look at women naked mm-hmm. for one. We get way more pleasure out of the visual than most women yep. get um, and the feminine loves to be seen a yeah. lot of the times, right? It's why women put so much energy into adorning their bodies and literally expressing light mm-hmm. through their being, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to shine, so mm-hmm. I will be seen. Um, and, right, the, you know, this plays out the most cliche, oftentimes pathological, but in a sense, place in our culture of, like, the strip club. Mm-hmm. Man is passive-watching. Woman is in movement, in motion, bringing, yeah. energy, mm-hmm. bringing energy, bringing mm-hmm. energy. Um, so in terms of how you practice with this is, you know, men to, to practice polarity, even if it's just on a first date or if it's with your partner is, um, yeah, John likes to tell, tell us that whoever's breathing more deeply will hold the masculine pole mm-hmm. and whoever's being more still now, that doesn't mean like going catatonic, but it means breathing deeply, pulling your energy down into the earth, expanding your awareness, oftentimes even talking more slowly, mm-hmm. more deeply. Mm-hmm. That will start to polarize the moment.
1: I really like this example because I, I was said, I think it's a Justin London workshop and they were saying like, if you're a man and your feminine partner is freaking out and like she's anxious, she's running around the house, she doesn't know what to wear, she's like doing all these things, there can be a tendency to like vibe up to where she is and like follow her around and try to calm her down and be, you know, be in motion with her. And they say that what's far more effective is like sit down, breathe deeply, get still, like become like, like be the masculine. And then find something to appreciate about her. Like, basically, Older. like, like find, like, like, you're adorable right now. Don't mm-hmm. fake it. It doesn't work if you fake it. None of this shit works if you fake it. But if you can find one thing that you're like, I find it... Like, some men really find it funny or cute when women are mad, right? And if you don't find it funny or cute in that moment, don't say it. But if you do, like, you're really cute right now. Like, yeah. I really... This is very entertaining. I'm not expressing it perfectly, but like find well, one thing you can praise her on or appreciate about her. And if that were me, like that would definitely calm me down. I would absolutely want to go over and sit on his lap. Mm-hmm. Like I'm freaking out. I'm doing all these things. And if, if he does the stillness thing and I feel judged, I'm not going to feel safe. But if I, if he does the stillness thing and I feel some kind of approval, yeah. that combination is like irresistible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What can you love about the energy she's bringing in the moment? It it really kind of that simple. And, you know, then the the feminine partner, like move more, express more, Mm -hmm. make more noise, bring literally run more energy through your body in the moment. Yeah. Violet teaches this. um, Her podcast, my wife is the pleasure Path. In the idea of, okay, to, to polarize into the feminine in the moment and guys, you can do this too. It'd be like, okay, what pleasure can I actually find in my body right now?
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be sexual pleasure. Nope. So it can be like a soft, something soft, like a soft blanket. It can be something you're tasting. It can be, it doesn't matter, but a sensu like sensuality for the feminine is how we cultivate energy. It's how it, what's, it's what brings up our energy. So if you are, cultivating pleasure in your body like your man will feel it yep. like that's how you polarize your man which again is opposite of the culture because a lot of what the culture teaches is like give him a blow job make him something it's, it's like do something for him yep. but in the sacred practices and the reality of it is like ooh, like like bring pleasure into your system and he will feel it. Yeah. So it's the opposite of what's shown in porn for example. Totally. That's the the I don't know, it's a shadow expression or something, but it's not actually that true. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like junk food. Like it kind of works, but the deep like the deeper thing is like when a woman is dancing and like fully feeling her body and really in like she is magnetic. Every yeah. b- every man's attention is on that woman versus, you know, like maybe a woman who's dancing specifically to be seen. It's it's like, there's a, just a different energy or she's really enjoying her body in the moment. Like she's dropped in her belly is soft. Like she's like embodied, she's hot and it doesn't really matter all of her physical appearance. It's like that, that inner inner sense, that inner fire is yeah, just totally magnetic. So, um,
0: that totally works for women yeah uh, for the the feminine you know even yeah. if you're in a same-sex partnership you need to learn to practice like right. who is guiding the night tonight and who is along for the ride like mm. it's, it's, it's kind of that simple yeah like, you can always met. you know one of the great experiences i've had on this of where like whoa i get it um was uh i <laughs> went to see guns N' roses a couple years ago at dodger stadium and it was with a guy in my men's group who's a Rides motorcycles and I had never ridden a bike and he's in, you know, traffic for, if you don't live in LA, getting to Dodger stadium is Sucks. very challenging. Sucks.
1: Sucks. And really it was bad. Friday night. Yeah. It
0: was like a seven 30 oh show. My God. So he was like, well, here's the deal. How about, I was like, I'll already be downtown for this thing. And he's like, I'll pick you up on my bike and we'll just drive in. And that is a great example of who's holding the most awareness in the moment. So he was literally driving the bike and I was just on the back holding on. So I got to just surrender. Yeah. and fully take in the environment and the smells and the vroom, and he was on. Yeah. He was tracking everything in a totally different way. And that was a great that's like a great example of just who's tracking and guiding for the night and who just gets to relax into the flow of the moment.
1: Yeah. That's a really good example.
0: So that's a thing you can do and gift to your partner.
1: Or like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to go do my morning practice. And when I come back to bed, we're having sex. Like that's guiding and directive. And you know, it's possible she might get up and put something really nice on, you know what I mean? Like she's like, Oh, okay. We're going on a ride. I'm excited. Like there's a, There's something to look forward to. There's a, there's a plan. Like it doesn't have to be elaborate, but it really does. It really does something to the feminine experience.
0: It matters. And you know, one last strategy that's, it's a little edgy, I actually think, but for, for the feminine partner is if the masculine partner is not getting it or not stepping up, you can intentionally practice becoming more helpless. Hmm right so mm-hmm. if it's like he won't fucking decide where to take us tonight or it won't and then he comes what do you want to do you can just be like i don't know
1: mm-hmm.
0: i really don't know mm-hmm. Like and you, you can bring like a fun energy to mm-hmm. it like, just baby i don't know what are we gonna do
1: <laughs> i want to speak to this briefly as we wrap because i think this is a really good point like i am an empowered woman i'm a strong feminist i come from a patriarchal culture And I got to tell you that works. Like I've been in several situations with men that I was just getting to know and polarity is important to me. I want to be with a man who leads like these things are really important to me. And I recognize that a lot of men don't want to overstep and they don't want to do it wrong. And they don't want to take my power away and, you know, all these things. So I'm thinking of a specific guy. We were, it wasn't totally clear whether we were going to hook up. Doesn't matter. Anyway, we walked into this like shared space. Like there were other people there and he had been sort of letting me lead in a way. And I didn't really want to, (laughs) like, I didn't really want to, and I didn't really want to anymore. And so I just, I just looked at him like, where should we go instead of picking the spot? Like, I was like, I don't really want to pick the spot. Like, I don't know if that would be better. Like, I didn't really want to think about it anymore. And so I just like gave him one of those puppy dog looks, you know, where I just like looked at him and was like, like acted helpless. Helpless might not be the best word, but I think it's worth using here of like, I don't know. Like I looked at him with the, I don't know. And I feel like for me in learning about polarity, I have learned to pull back and not choose, decide, um, drive, make the choice, you know, do the thing all the damn time. I've learned to like slow down a little bit, step back a little bit, leave some space for him to like move in. And this has been at least three times that I've done something like this. And in every instance, the man has stepped up and chosen a spot. And like, he made us a little nest. He like Went and got some blankets. He chose the place, like he did the Plan. thing. Yeah, he did the time and space thing. I just needed to like give him a little room to do it, yep. and I felt ready to hook up with him by then. You know, I was yeah. like, okay, he can do it. He can step it wasn't. Into it. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. So,
1: thank you for speaking to that. So, yeah, it's
0: it's 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 almost like I mean, helpless is a strong word, but the, the sense is I could make this choice, and I'm not going to right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, here's the keys.
1: Yes, here's the keys. And I think think I'm
0: I'm not moving until you make a choice.
1: Again, this is such a good uh, this is a really good point for us to end on because this is cutting edge. Right. We've it's like we talk about first stage, second stage, third stage, masculine and feminine. There's another podcast on that. If you haven't listened to that, I recommend it. But essentially, second stage is reverse polarity. And there there there's a way we can get stuck there of like. I'm a woman, I'm empowered now. I have, you know, I have all the same rights, equality, and there's like, like a clenching feeling to it that is when it's carried into relationship, it really doesn't lead to the like gooey, fun, relaxed, sexy interactions that we actually want. So I think there's a way that we feminine partners really do need to learn how to soften uh, relax into our bodies, cultivate pleasure in our bodies. You know, yeah. those, that shit is real. Using the jade egg, like taking Boy. pole dancing classes. Like that's our responsibility as feminine beings. Yeah. So we, like, if That's a real thing that we need to cultivate to bring energy to the relationship. And for men, you know, c- cultivating and choosing to step into directionality, places that might feel edgy because yep. of the equality thing that we're, the equality dance that everyone's doing, not everyone, but in our culture that's culturally relevant, it is edgy for a man to be directional. It yep. is edgy to do sacred commands. You don't want to take away a woman's power. It's scary. You might be labeled creepy. You might be labeled all of these judgmental things. So on both sides, it's edgy. It's yep. edgy for me as a feminist to come out publicly and say like, sometimes I do look like my man. I'm like, I don't know. What should we do? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I feel like script wise, I'm supposed to like, I'm not supposed to be helpless. I'm not supposed to act helpless. I'm not supposed to be the damsel in distress. I'm supposed to be powerful and in control and all that shit. And I can do that, but it's at the cost of polarity. There's another way for us to be doing all of this. And it's time that we go there.
0: And that's, that's where I think, you know, uh, some kind of committed partnership is one of the best places to practice where you don't have to stress out about some yeah. of the cultural conditions so much because we have agreements yeah. and we know, like, yeah. I know my wife is very capable of a lot of things, even better than me.
1: And she knows that you have her back, that you're yeah. not trying to take away and, her power right, so, so you can go on the edge more.
0: Polarity in you know the con- that context is more about gifting. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I'm going to gift my structure, my awareness of time and space right now to you, so you don't have to fucking worry about yeah. it. And the woman is going to gift. Her ability to deeply feel pleasure in her body or be responsive to, you know, squealing and delight when Mm -hmm. you get her something or she sees some beautiful flower, you know, that's all energy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men don't have a lot of energy in their lives. So they, you know, as soon as a woman full of energy reveals that energy, it like. Changes their physiology. Yeah. They stand up straighter and they more, more more blood present. in their face yeah. They become more present. And so just learning to gift these things to your partner is one of the great tools for, um, yeah, we could do everything equal, equal tonight, but you've been making decisions all week. So I've got tonight. Mm-hmm. You just get to relax. Yeah. And I know you well, so I know how to love you. Mm. And me taking control of this night is going to be a way of that. Or, you know, the feminine partner, yeah, she might go out and... Or, or or he and dress up differently mm-hmm. and, and adorn themselves and create a very sensual evening mm-hmm. where everything slows down and there's nice smells and there's nice music and mm. there's nourishing food for a, you know for a masculine partner and I fucking love it when yeah. my partner does that. It yeah, totally nourishes me. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's really just kind of about gifting these things and that um, we each have a part to play in this. Yeah, it's really we each that have simple. A role to play. Totally.
1: Cool. Well, we're going to wrap there. And just to throw that out there, if you are interested more in this topic, there are at least two other podcast episodes. One is with Jason's wife, Violet, on polarity. And I can't remember what the other one is right now. So email me, dear men podcast at gmail.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note if you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com, com, or at my site, melaniecurtin.com under courses and have a very sexy day.